the sounds of this song appear in the most unlikely of places if we're willing to hear them. Like hovering over chaos waters when the world was formless and empty, speaking life into existence. To a murderer in the crackling fire of a burning bush. In a still small voice on a mountaintop. To a man who was on the run and scared for his life. In an angel proclaiming favor to a teenage girl. In the soft cries of a refugee-born infant laying in a feed trough. In the silence of a room. Or even sitting in a restaurant. Walking through the grocery store. I'm going to read from the New Living Translation this morning. Uh, We're going to go uh, Ephesians 5, verses 10 through 21. It says this, Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. It is shameful even to talk about the things that ungodly people do in secret. But their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them. For the light makes everything visible. This is why it is said, Awake, O sleeper. Rise from the dead and Christ will give you light. So be very careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the will of the Lord is. What the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts. And give thanks for everything to God the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And further submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. You guys can be seated. Thank you so much. So real quick, update on the building. Uh... The the building inspection was yesterday. Everything seemed to check out, so we are still rocking and rolling, moving forward, uh, moving right along. I know many of you are wondering what's next. Uh, and, again, and again, at first, our desire is to simply transition what we do here regularly to the new location, wherever that may be. As far as that goes, uh, I'm looking at three different possibilities right now, and hopefully we can have that question answered in the coming week. So please be in prayer about that. In this funky time of transition, I would love to sit down with you, yeah? To hear your passion, to hear your heart, to answer questions that you have. So don't sit on those. Just hit me up. Uh, Yeah, I'd love to discover how your passion can be a part of the next chapter at Grace Church as we seek to help people become more like Jesus. Amen? Awesome. Well, it's our sixth week in Ephesians. Our sixth week in Ephesians, and we've got just one more left. Next week, Miss Nikki Sutphin will be up here. I'm very excited. Yeah. She's going to wrap up this, this Ephesians series with a talk on the armor of God. And I hope that you'll make it back out for that. Uh, and then last thing before we jump in, uh, I want to again pray for the area churches. Yeah. I want to adopt this practice every week. So, Father God, we acknowledge that you, your presence, your love, your spirit, you are with all of these other people as much as as we hope that you are with us. 
with Ridgeline Beyond, First Baptist, Kibler Baptist, the Methodist Churches, First Presbyterian, Blessed Hope, Trinity, Hearts of Hope, on and on and on. We know that you are there. Lord, we just ask that as their uh, services begin or have already begun, if they're already starting, uh, that they would just have a, a fresh sense of you and your presence. Lord, we pray that all of these churches in the area, including ours, become more vibrant and healthy versions of what we are. Lord, we acknowledge the diversity in the kingdom of God, in the churches, and we embrace those things. We just celebrate those things, and we thank you for them. In Jesus' name, amen. One other thing I forgot. I got my Crocs, and I love them. Thank you. Thank you, Jenny. She said they don't even look ugly. I think that means they look good. I don't know. <laughs> She's like, I'm not going that far yet. <laughs> yeah, thank you. My wife said they look like female nurse shoes. <sighs> she does love me. Abe has some Crocs as well, but his are like the, uh, the regular style, but they're like black and green tie-dye. And they look dope. He's got, you know, they call them, what do they call them? Little, little pins, gibbets. Uh, he's got one that says veg, cause he's a vegetarian. And one that, that's a video game controller. Cause that's, that's what he loves to do. Uh, so, uh, yeah. I like them. They're so comfortable. <laughs> so our talks so far in this letter, uh, have centered on the question, but how do we, the church live right here, right now, both individually, sorry, and together. Or the short version, so how do we church? Yeah, that's what Ephesians is about. How do we church? I've seen this particular passage used uh, to argue against everything from drinking alcohol to even whether or not we should use uh, mechanical musical instruments in worship. Yeah, but we are going to take a different approach this morning. So let's jump in. I want to start with a question. How do you wake up? How do you wake up? Like on a typical day. Who in here just kind of gently wakes up, greeting the day? Anyone? Miss Dixie, living the life. Miss Grace, living the life. I think both of you are retired, right? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right, who just bursts awake, bright-eyed and ready to conquer the day? Jenny, I knew that one was coming. Colt, yeah, yeah, awesome. How about grogging and like begrudgingly? Most of everyone else, yeah. Maybe you hit that snooze button like three or four times uh, before finally rolling yourself out of bed and be like, if I have to, then yeah, I'll get up, Right? But regardless of how you normally wake up, it's often what wakes you up that determines your response to your newfound cognizance, yeah? Because there's almost always something outside of you that does the waking, right? Whether, whether it's like just the, the gradual increase of light in the room from the sunrise, or maybe you've got one of those high-tech, uh, like lights that go on your bedside that like gently, I want to get one of those. Uh, but either way, like even if it's just something like that, if something is waking you up, right? 
It could be uh, uh, the, the gentle snuggles of your significant other, right? Not in my house. She doesn't like to touch me. Uh, <laughs> but the culprit could also be like crying kids, barking dogs, a cat laying on your face. We run fans in our bedroom at night. I can't sleep without them. And so I will jolt awake from a dead sleep when the power goes out. Right? Or maybe it was just that darn alarm clock. Yeah? When we are awakened by these other less than ideal situations, there's often this moment or maybe several moments of disorientation. Right? Because waking up can be a jarring experience. Yeah? What's happening? Why am I awake? What's that sound? Why are the fans off? Sometimes we wake up all on our own, but sometimes we are woken up against our unconscious wills. Sometimes slowly, sometimes all at once, we become aware of our environment. Yeah? You identify the source of your current cognizance and set out to resolve that situation as quickly as you can. So you can, what? Go back to sleep. Yeah? Because when we're not ready for it, not only, not only the act of waking up, but even just being awake can be very uncomfortable. Right? Hear that another way. If awareness catches us off guard... Awareness, it may not be very fun. <laughs> yeah? The reality we once knew in the depths of our slumber has been stripped away. We are disoriented. This is, in our modern parlance, like a deconstruction moment. We've become aware of something we weren't previously aware of. When things that we once knew that we knew that we knew no longer seem to work. Their explanatory power has weakened, and we are wondering where to go from here. What you do in that moment, what do you do in that moment when a new awareness is thrust upon you? Do you embrace the awakening, or do you go back to sleep? See, what's actually happening in this passage at the end of Ephesians, in my humble opinion, in these lists of what appear to be rules but are really instructions for a virtuous life, is a warning The various things Paul references here and just prior to this passage, like sexual ethics and drunkenness, have more to do with addressing pagan and cultic religious practices done in secret than anything else. He's saying, that's not who you are anymore. So those things have no place in your lives. You were full of darkness, but now you have light. So live like it. Embrace the awakening. Awake, O sleeper. Rise, from the dead. In the 1999 film, The Matrix, and yes, that makes me feel very old, Keanu Reeves' character, remember his name? The other one. Thomas A. Anderson, yeah? Thomas Anderson, he's a computer programmer, he's a cyber criminal. He begins to wake up to the reality that he is, along with all of humanity, living within a computer simulation. While their bodies are used as biological batteries to power the artificial intelligence ruled overworld. He meets a man named Morpheus, which means bringer of dreams, by the way, who gives him a choice, red pill or blue pill. Yeah? Are you willing to learn a potentially unsettling or life-changing truth 
Or will you remain in contented ignorance? Are you ready to wake up? Or will you be lulled back to sleep? It is an invitation to a new way of life. To actually living. And notice the choice belongs to him. It must. Thomas chooses the former option and literally wakes up for the first time. And even though he embraces this path, it is still incredibly disorienting. Everything hurts. The lights are too bright. The world is not at all what he knew. He even has to learn to walk. Right? He then goes through a process of shedding even his very identity. Thomas Anderson. To embark on a process of becoming who he truly was. Neo, the anomaly the one. See, as Pastor Devin talked about a couple of weeks ago, these, these, uh, these disorienting moments, this disorientation, they can be a gift if we will embrace them. If we learn, if we lean rather into them and allow them to be, allow ourselves to learn from them, to become even more aware. Often when we wake up, it is to a world that is not comfortable. We find ourselves surrounded by evil. As Paul says in verse 16, make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. In the New King James Version, it says this, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Redeeming the time. Isn't that an interesting concept? Another character in the Matrix named Cypher, he cuts a deal with the agents in the Matrix. To out his companions. And in return he gets to have his memory wiped. And he gets to be plugged back into the matrix. uh, With like a luxurious life. Right? And he says, I don't want to remember anything. We can do that. At one time he believed that he was supposed to be the one. And ultimately he had grown weary. Of what seemed to him like so little progress toward realizing Morpheus' dream of freeing humanity from the enslavement to their robot overlords. Awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead. Once you've awakened, once you've become awake, be careful that you are not lured back to sleep. Paul says in verse 15, so be careful how you live. This is not like, hey, practice extreme caution when you walk across that ice-covered pond. Although I think I could in these shoes. It's not what this is. It's more like, live like you care about your life. As we often say, be intentional. Or as Arnie would say, be deliberate. Yeah? Because sometimes that old way will be appealing. Sometimes it will seem so much easier but you must resist you must make intentional or deliberate efforts because like that nine minutes of snooze it will not satisfy you because unless you've got some memory wiping tech like the agents in the matrix you cannot unsee what you've seen you can't unknow what you've come to know you can't go back into the matrix don't hit that snooze button don't be lulled back to sleep Stay present. Stay awake. The stake isn't real. (laughs) Instead, Paul says, sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves. Notice that's plural. And making music to the Lord in your hearts. 
The gospel of the kingdom is like this. Yeah, it's an invitation to a new way of life, to actually living. And not just on Sundays, but every hour of the week. And when we accept this invitation, when we take the red pill, when we wake up to the disorienting and life-changing truth of reality as it actually is, this is our response. We sing the good song. Yeah? We praise, not just with our words, but with our very lives. All right. Have you ever been sitting in a restaurant or perhaps like walking through a grocery store and you, you had the slightest hint of a familiar melody? Yeah? Or if you've played bass or drums, maybe you pick up on the pattern of that kick instead. Like one moment you're moving along, maybe having a conversation, hardly noticing that there's even music playing, and suddenly a sound just tickles your consciousness, and you instinctively turn your ear toward it. Yeah? You know that moment, right? You get quiet, stop moving, somehow even you're able to bypass the other noise in the space, like seeing something distant through a thick fog. And you're able to just make it out. Sometimes even closing your eyes to heighten your sense of hearing. You're attuned, focused. In that moment, you were awakened to a reality that was there that you were not aware of prior to that moment. But now you hear it. Now you can't unhear it. Right? This new reality that we are living into has been there all along. As Paul reminds us earlier in Ephesians, this new thing that God is up to, this mystery of the gospel, is what he has always been up to. It was there before, but you just didn't know it yet. But then you wake up to this mystery, to the subtle undercurrent of beauty, which is and has been permeating all of reality before the foundations of the world. It's strange because even if you've never heard it, When you finally do, it sounds familiar. It sounds like home. The sounds of this song appear in the most unlikely of places if we're willing to hear them. Like hovering over chaos waters when the world was formless and empty, speaking life into existence. To a murderer in the crackling fire of a burning bush. In a still small voice on a mountaintop to a man who was on the run and scared for his life. In an angel proclaiming favor to a teenage girl. In the soft cries of a refugee-born infant laying in a feed trough. In the silence of a room. Or even sitting in a restaurant, walking through the grocery store. So, how do we church? We, who have been awakened, we awaken more to this subtle beauty, to the song, to the story, to the voice. We listen for it. We look for it everywhere, all the time. And we amplify it, making the most of the time, as Paul says, redeeming it even. In the midst of your disorientation, listen for the song and then as hard as it might be sometimes sing along not just with your voice but with your life 
Your voice, your presence, your life, they matter for this song. At first, you may feel like you are out of key with what's going on around you, but as you begin to sing or even dance to this beautiful melody, as the beauty spreads, as the people around you awaken to this song more and more and begin to sing along, as more of them come into harmony with the subtle beauty which first tickled your ear, the dissonance begins to subside until our whole lives have come under apprenticeship to Jesus, until in the end, every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Lord, awaken us to the sound. Help us to join in the song. And may your lives of praise awaken the world around you to the goodness and love of God. Amen. Uh, Again, I want to remind you that Miss Nikki Sutphin is up here next Sunday. I hope you can make it for that. and, and finally, again, uh, I would love to get with you. Uh, anyway, I love you guys very much. I'm excited for what's in store. And I hope that you have a fantastic week. Go dance. <laughs>